It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football with your host of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Find Chris Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time at the Team 980 and on the Radio.com app, as well as covering your Washington football team at SI.com. Find me over the Locked On Bucks podcast and covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation. On Twitter, you can find both of us, Chris at Russellmania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at LockedWFTPod. Welcome all Washington football team fans to today's episode. We've got a a nice full slate of things coming at you to end the week. So hopefully you enjoy all the conversations to come. Some of them just Chris and I, and then we've got another guest lined up to end this week. And then we're going to actually bleed that interview into next week because we talked about a lot of things that will be coming up. And while you're waiting on all that to come up, go ahead. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button, rate and review the podcast. It'll help other fans of the franchise find the show just like you did. Chris, let's get right into the news, though, because we've got a lot to talk about, and we're going to start today's episode talking about restricted free agent tenders. Yeah, so, you know, a couple of key guys, certainly one key guy, David, last year was Cam Sims. And this is a guy that I've had my eyes on since 2017, I think, uh, when he was an undrafted rookie out of Alabama. And I remember watching him in training camp and just being, Wow, this guy, I mean, he's got some glue on his hands. He's, you know, making all these big catches. And he he made the team because they didn't have a whole lot. Uh, and because he had again a really good preseason in camp, but he never really did anything with his limited opportunities, I guess, under Jay Gruden. And it really took until midway through 2020 in his first year with Ron Rivera and uh and the new coaching staff. And then all of a sudden, slowly Cam Sims started to come along. He's not a big explosive guy in terms of speed, whatever, but I think he's a good fit in this offense. Not that you want to ride him as a one A or a number two or anything anything like that. But Cam Sims getting a tender as a restricted free agent. Uh, The reporting on this has been, you know, kind of a little up in the air, whether he's actually signed it or not. Certain places have that he signed it. I have not been able to confirm that one way or the other, but Cam Sims is coming back. And I think it's a good fit for the Washington football team. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, kind of came on during the 2020 NFL season. And then, I mean, just looking at the last time we saw him on the field, uh, as, as excited as people are about Taylor Heineke, I mean, Cam Sims put up, you know, seven catches for 104 yards uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the wild card round. And that's a secondary, that's a defense that and that went on to hold Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs offense to just nine points. So there is there's something to be said about what he was able to do there. So obviously a future uh, that's worth exploring, worth tapping into, see if they can get even more out of him and develop him into a reliable weapon for the offense. Yeah. And, and the money that it's reported to be is less than a million dollars. So if, you know, if you're getting that and he's still restrict, you know, I I think he's still 
Well, he'll be an unrestricted free agent, I think, uh, you know, next offseason. So you're going to probably have to deal with that uh, and also deal with a long-term contract extension with Terry McLaurin. Um, so the bottom line is, is that is a good fit for the Washington football team. Now, uh, Danny Johnson, restricted free agent as well, corner and main kick returner, actually had some success, about 22 yards per carry uh, per return on the kicker returns. Uh, but a- as you pointed out, and you're absolutely right, not a guy that you think factors into the the big time cornerback plans, and the team is apparently not going to tender him a restricted free agent offer. Yeah, not a huge surprise there. You know what I mean? Uh, you want you want to be effective on special teams to help you make a roster, especially as a, as a lesser known guy. But you still have to be able to eventually bring something to the defense. And I think for Washington, they just don't see him as being a guy that really works into their future and their secondary. So while he he does bring something to the return game, they can find a guy somewhere that at least they believe they can find a guy somewhere that can do the same thing or similar production in the special teams game, but also contribute to the defense eventually. So, you know, an, an obvious decision, but he could also come back as a training camp guy and, and have a chance to prove himself all over again. All right. So in addition to that, on the Locked on Washington football team podcast, one thing we wanted to get to, Ron Rivera kind of addressed this, and you're going to hear from him in a sec. Uh, about the linebacker position yesterday, or I should say Wednesday, uh, Matt Milano just resigned with the Buffalo Bills, four years, $44 million. Levante David of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers resigned earlier. Um, the, the, the linebacker market is starting to dry out a little bit. Uh, and I wonder if that leads towards Washington trying to get a deal done very early and maybe even before free agency with Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Ron Rivera touched on this with the media on Wednesday. Well, the, the, the big thing about it is, is what you'd like to do at this portion of free agency is, you know, we have a couple of guys that we'd love to be able to get immediately. Um, and we'll see how it goes. But if not, then we, we take a step back, we reset, and then we go out and we find guys, you know, and, and we'd love to find guys that have the, that have the kind of impact, you know, that a Logan Thomas did, that a J.D. McKissick did, that a KPL, Kevin Pierre-Lewis did for us, you know. Uh, uh, Cornelius did for us. I mean, uh, you know, you, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, well, you know, they, they, they got a bunch of, you know, retreads. Well, but look at how they play. You know, look at what J.D. McKissick did. Look what Logan Thomas did. Look at Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Look at, look at how, how, how Lucas played for us. I mean, I, I, I think what has to happen is, you know, we've got to make sure we, we filter through all this and we find those guys that, that are going to perform like that. Um, and that, uh, you know, that really, you know, means that we've got to do our homework. We've got to study the people. Um, and then once we get them, we got to coach them up and then put them in position to have success. And, you know, we were fortunate enough to do that last year to a degree. Um, I say to a degree because, you know, the, 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 the division was, was not as, as, as strong as you'd like it to be. Um, but at the end of the day, we did come out on top of it. Um, and, and our guys, you know, worked and fought and put themselves in position to win. So that's what we're looking for right now. All right. So that is head coach Ron Rivera talking about the linebacker market and Kevin Pierre Lewis in terms of bringing him back potentially coming up next right here on the locked on Washington football team podcast, special guest, part one of a multi-part conversation with longtime and veteran NFL special teams coordinator, Ben Kotwika. He was most recently with the Atlanta Falcons. He was with the Washington football team for several years and with the New York Jets. He joins David Harrison and myself right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast next. 
And he does that thanks to sponsors and friends of the show like betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action because the NFL games might be over, but there are prop bets. The NBA is in action. College basketball, NHL is going on. There's even awards, TV shows, and reality TV that you can place bets on at betonline.ag. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you have to do is go to the website using your computer or your mobile device. Again, betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on top of that deposit. So you deposit $100, use the promo code Locked On. You'll get an extra 50 to play with at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all their bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. That's right, it's Built Bar Madness, baby. Today's matchup, we're going to let David decide. Churro Puff versus Cookies and Cream. Yeah, it's it's got to be cookies and cream. I mean, cookies and cream is 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 one of the goats of, of this tournament. Yes, uh, churro puff. You know, congratulations making it out of the first round. But I think your tournament ends here in the quote unquote sweetest sixteen, which I think is pretty clever. Yeah, um, churro but I'm, puff. That was a little bit of an upset over apple almond crisp, right? I think. I mean, I think so personally. I think so. I think maybe churro puff getting a little bit of a nod because of the name more than more than the substance. But we've I we've seen so. that happen before. You know what I mean? I, the, the name and the, and the logo can can kind of intimidate people, and apparently Apple Almond Crisp just didn't, just didn't bring their A game against I Churro Puff. I think Churro Puff Cinderella run ends here. <laughs> I'm with you on cookies and cream. You guys can go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter, at Bar underscore Built. That's right, Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20. To get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, on the one-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID, an NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. Get more on the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. David Harrison, Chris Russell back here to continue today's episode, segment two of our final episode of the week. And Chris, we've got other teams releasing players and then expected free agents from other teams as well that may pique some interest for Washington football team fans and potentially the franchise as well. Yeah, so one of the names that jumped out um, and he was released in the division, Kevin Zeitler. We've touched on Brandon Sheriff so much, and we know now he's under the franchise tag, but he hasn't signed the tag, David, uh, as of Thursday evening when we're recording this. So theoretically, something could still happen where Brandon Sheriff is not back in 2021. Nobody expects that. Zeitler plays the same position. I mean, I suppose Zeitler would only be here if the roof caves in and something again happens, uh, whereas they yank the franchise tag or something like that, which again, I don't expect. Zeitler's been a good player for a long time, though. I'm surprised uh, the Giants gave him up. But again, good players are going to get whacked because they're making money at Mm -hmm. non-premium positions and teams desperately need payroll and cap space. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw a tweet earlier saying that, you know, some of these players are going to be too greedy and they're going to get cut loose because of the lower cap number and all that stuff. But, you know, I think that's a little bit short-sighted until you know 
for a fact. Like, we don't know that Kevin Zeitler got asked to take a pay cut at all mm-hmm. by, by the New York Giants or restructure the deal and extend a couple years. You know what I mean? The New York Giants may not even had that conversation. They may have just said, you know what, we're going to make a move and we're going to move on from you and we're going to let you go into free agency. So I, I would be hesitant to call anybody greedy until you have all those details. And honestly, even if, even if, the, if, even if they were asked to take a pay cut and they said, no, go ahead and just release me. I don't know that's really being called greedy. The team entered into a contract with you. You have a contract. You've delivered on your contract, you know, assuming. So, you know, every you know, case-by-case basis, obviously. But if you've delivered on your contract, your end of it, then there's no reason you shouldn't expect them to. So I wouldn't call it greedy. Yes, maybe you could take less money, stay with the team, help them out and all that stuff. But I wouldn't necessarily call it a requirement to to not be a greedy person to do so. But interesting to see if any of these free agents land uh, around where, where, where they land around the NFL. And, I mean, even with the Washington football team, is they need some help. You know, some of these veterans, they may take lower money to, to go to a team that maybe is is trying to compete and get to the playoffs. And, you know, Washington being the division they are, they may be an attractive option for some of these guys. All right, real quickly, uh, Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, and Austin Ryder, a former Washington football player. He's a free agent. He's going to be re- he's going uh, to hit the market. But Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz were released. Any interest in either one of those two? Yeah, I do. I mean, injuries are, are a big concern for both of those guys, obviously. And you assume that's kind of why Kansas City was was more confident moving on from them. So if the physicals meet out or match up, you know what I mean? A one or two year deal for either of those guys, they're bridge players, but they're important bridge players that could help you figure out who your quarterback is by giving them time to show their talents. All right. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. It's time now to welcome in our special guest for part one of our chat. Uh, that'll span over a couple of days. Former and longtime NFL special teams coordinator, Ben Kotwika, who joins us now right here on LOWFT. We welcome you back on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell, and we're very pleased to be joined by uh, a coach that I have tremendous respect for that I got to cover for a number of years when on the Washington football and then Washington Redskins beat. Uh, he's been the special teams coordinator for the Washington Redskins slash football team, the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Jets. And uh, just as important as that, a U.S. Army veteran who fought for this country and defended its honor. And I'm proud to call him a friend. He's been a tremendous uh, resource for me. It's uh, Mr. Ben Kotwika, and he's with us here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Coach, how are you? Chris, I'm doing great. Really great to, to see you. And thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. And, um, you know, David and you, we should, I, I guess, point this out. Both you and David are, you know, serve this country in, in the U.S. Army. So I'll say this. Thank you to both of you gentlemen for uh, obviously what you guys have done. Uh, I grew up kind of in a Navy family, but I always have respect uh, for Army. And I know you fought in war and David, you did, you know, serve 20 plus years. So thank you both. Uh, And I hope, you know, our listeners understand, you know, what a cool connection this is and what a cool thing you guys did. Well, it's really cool to have a Navy guy outnumbered. I would be remiss if I didn't say beat Navy. And uh, David, it's guys like you that uh, provide the blanket of freedom that allow all of us to do what we do. So it's, it was really cool serving uh, with guys like David, uh, Chris. I, I, I love, what, what did we last, 30 seconds before we, we, we got a, a Navy dig? 
that's, that's how it works. And Ben, I obviously, I appreciate you as well. And, and for what you did uh, for, for our service and for the military general for the country as well. Oh, that's great, man. That's, that, that's well done. Well done. Well, thank you both. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that I'm glad to be outnumbered by, uh, by such uh, upper echelon uh, uh, people. So, all right. So let's get started with this, Ben. Um, since I got a chance to work with you in Washington, you went down to the Atlanta Falcons and uh, Dan Quinn. And, and unfortunately, things didn't work out there after a couple of years. But I know you had some real good moments of success there. I, I guess let's start and rewind. What, as you look back now, a couple of months later, what kind of happened there? And, and how did that kind of go down? How frustrating was it to, to have a good football team, but not be able to hold leads ultimately late in games that ultimately cost, unfortunately, a lot of people jobs? Yeah, a handful of things there to unpack, Chris. So first off, uh, thank uh, Coach Q and uh, Thomas for bringing me in there. Uh, I worked with Dan uh, when I was with the uh, the Jets uh, back in 2006, 2007, and he was always a guy that if I had an opportunity to work for, uh, I, I would do that. Uh, not only a great coach, but a really a, a great man. So uh, really rewarding to have that opportunity. You hit it on the head. Unfortunately, it did not uh, work out. I think when you look back in 2019 and 2020, um, you know, we just did not come out of the gate. 2019, we come out one and seven. 2022, we come out 0 and five. And, you know, as a coach, you sometimes you ask yourself, like, why did that happen? And I think a handful of things, um, you know, ended up happening there, whether it's offense, defense, special teams. Um, I think a little bit of like the Super Bowl this year proves the line of scrimmage game is still important, right? So um, even this advent of throwing the football, you still have to be able to protect the quarterback. And I think still have to be able to run the football. You know, if you look at us in 2019, we were like 30th in rush offense. Mm -hmm. um, 2020, uh, we're 26. So when we were able, when we needed to run the football, we weren't able to do that. I think you hit on it, right? We weren't able to hold some leads. And how are you able to hold leads? You're able to hold leads by running the football, controlling the ball, which we were not able to do. And then on the defensive side, I don't think we were able to influence the quarterback with a four-man rush. Tampa did a great job of illustrating that in the Super Bowl with Goldston and Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett. They could rush Mahomes with four. And I think, um, you know, during our time in Atlanta, we really were uh, struggling to find that ability to rush with four. And then on the special team side, we didn't make enough, um, you know, impactful plays. And so, um, you know, I think when you get down to the nuts and the bolts of it uh, from a team aspect of it, those those couple of things, being able to close out games by running the football and rushing the quarterback. And then, like I said, on the team side, we just we just didn't make enough plays. Yeah. And Ben, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, an amazing sequence that happened with your time uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. That, of course, is the three recovered onside kicks uh, from Young Way Koo. Um, you know, to, to those of us on the outside have never coached special teams or played on a special teams unit, especially at a high level, um, an onside kick seems to be a fairly simple operation, but I'm sure that it's not. I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into it. Can you kind of break down how those things happened? Uh, and then the, the challenges in actually executing a successful onside kick with the new rule changes that have been implemented over the past few years in the NFL? Uh, a couple things there. Um, you haven't coached football until you've coached special teams. I, I would yeah. suggest that. And if you talk to coaches across the league, uh, they would uh, echo that. And the reason is, is because you deal with the whole spectrum of the roster. Mm -hmm. um, you are, besides the head coach, the one coach that continuously stands in front of 30 to 40 men on a daily basis um, and commanding and controlling the room. 
you mentioned onside kick. So first off, I'd, uh, uh, I, I got to tip my hat to, to Koo, a Pro Bowl kicker, came to us last year, great development, hardworking guy, um, and ends up getting the Pro Bowl spot this year. So um, that's number two. Number three, onside kicks uh, are near and dear to my heart on both sides. You mentioned the three that we recovered against New Orleans. We recovered one against uh, Seattle in uh, game one this year. Uh, and then um, we had a fateful afternoon in Dallas on the other end. So a couple things on the onside kick. So first off, on recovering them, uh, Koo's got a great knack for doing it. Um, there's different ways that you can end up uh, constructing your formation um, in order to, to increase your ability to get the ball. Uh, but it comes down a little bit to the kicker and as far as what he's comfortable with. And uh, we were able to do that on a Thanksgiving day uh, against New Orleans um, uh, a few years ago. And, and we ended up getting three of them and then uh, one this year. So I think the kick is it all it all starts with the kick. You got to be on side. And then, you know, structurally from a scheme standpoint, there's a couple things that we were able to do to, to be successful. All right, that is part one of longtime NFL special teams coordinator Ben Kotwick. I think you can tell what makes him a good coach and obviously served our country along with my co-host David here. Uh, so great to have him with us. You'll hear the rest of that conversation early next week here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And, you know, this weekend, guys, you might have to do some work on your vehicle, right? Car, truck, foreign, domestic, old, new. You might have to spruce it up now that it's spring and the weather is getting warmer you may want to do something vanity you may have to do a major repair and there's only one place you should go and only one place you should do it and that is rockauto.com why go anywhere else right you don't even have to leave your house you don't have to leave your couch if you don't want to you can go to rockauto.com and get all the carts uh you can go to rockauto.com and get all the parts available for your car or truck at very reasonable prices. You won't be upcharged like the big auto part superstores uh, charge you because they don't know you, right? And they're going to take care of their buddy, the mechanic down the street, but they're not going to take care of you. So that's why we suggest you go to rockauto.com, a family business in the auto parts uh, business for 20 years online. RockAuto.com is the place that you want to go when you go there, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Again, click them, RockAuto.com. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. 
Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day, especially with March upon us. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. All right, back with you on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison uh, at dharrison82 on Twitter. Uh, and of course, make sure you listen to the Locked On Bucks podcast, uh, which David co-hosts with James Yarko. Uh, again, Locked On Bucks, and as well, check uh, David out, bucksnation.com, part of SB Nation. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621 and the podcast at LockWFT. All right, David, let's go. And I'm going to tee you up for this because our next free agent focus is another veteran wide receiver. This one is what's the best way I could say it. One <laughs> of those ones that is a, um, uh, a, a polarizing discussion. Antonio Brown, who oh. signed of course, last year after an eight game suspension with the eventual Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and certainly helped them along the way. Yeah, Antonio Brown, uh, I like to refer to him as a wild card. I think that's kind of putting it lightly. Um, you know, his his history is known as his checkered past, both on the field, off the field, in, 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 in and outside of NFL franchises, is pretty well known. You know what I mean? Basically worked his way out of Pittsburgh and then into Oakland at the time and then out of Oakland and then into with the New England Patriots for a, a game uh, before he was ultimately taken off that team and then suspended by the NFL. Finally, he gets to come back, serves his half a season suspension in the Buccaneers, uh, you know, they were just in a situation where because of wide receiver health and where they were um, from a record standpoint, you know, I honestly kind of feel like if this team was, you know, maybe seven and zero or seven and one, even heading into the midway point of the season, even with some of the injuries they had, they may not even bring in Antonio Brown because they're like, you know what, we're seven and one, seven and zero, eight and zero. Maybe we can afford to take a couple L's if we don't bring in Antonio Brown. Let our guys get healthy. We'll be okay at the end of the day. But instead, they decide to bring in Antonio Brown. And listen, give him you know all the credit in the world you want to. Uh, you know he didn't get in trouble while he was with the Buccaneers. Didn't get in trouble through that half a season uh, that he played. He did play on in the Super Bowl. Played on a Super Bowl team. Did contribute down the stretch. You know what I mean? But talent it has never been the question with AB. You know it's never been an issue of is Antonio Brown talented enough to contribute to a team. That's not the question. It's is he going to be a problem within the locker room within the organization, or is he going to get in trouble off the field and end up getting himself you know kicked off of the the, the available roster in the first place. Um, obviously Tom Brady had some, some say and some pull in that obviously Bruce Arians and him had some conversations Byron love, which Mike Evans leaders on the team and AB kind of knew there was a no strike policy. You get one strike, you're out. There is no, there is no question. There's no excuse. There's no, uh, second chances as far as with the Buccaneers. And he, he towed the line, you know what I mean? Give him credit for, for that, I guess. But for me personally, and I've, I've not alone on this, but there are more people on the opposite side of this discussion. I'm not going to applaud a guy for behaving for six months when he's on a Super Bowl contending team. You know what I mean? Because that's really easy to do. And, and I don't make a I don't make a habit of applauding people for doing the easy thing. You know what I mean? Like those are those are things you're supposed to do. I, I more applaud people for overcoming struggles or adversity or, or climbing a mountain. You know what I mean? Uh, Antonio Brown essentially landed in a Lamborghini cruising down the highway and just had to not veer the thing off the stinking road and get to the end point. So, I mean. You know, maybe I'm cynical. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a negative person. You know, call it what you want to. Uh, I do believe in redemption. I'm not fully sold that Antonio Brown hasn't, or that AB isn't still driving the car and that Antonio Brown has come mm -hmm. back. So if you're a team, and I know I'm taking a long time here, but if you're a team that's building the way that Washington is, the way that Ron Rivera said very clearly they are in his press conference, 
I don't invite that opportunity because, yeah, Antonio Brown could show up, and, and Antonio Brown is not a bad human being from what people say. But if A.B. shows up, you're going to have problems, and that's not what you want on a young team trying to become something better. Yeah, and I'll just add, I think in order to get him away from Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, he's going to he's gonna want two or three years, and he's going to want guarantees, and he's going to want too much money to take a risk with. Uh, in my opinion, I agree with you know just about everything you said there. Listen, A.B. is a wonderfully talented uh, player. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of... You know, how much of his talent uh, at this point last year is because he had the greatest quarterback of all time and surrounded by Mike Evans uh, and as well, Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller. I'm sure he could come to Washington and be very productive, uh, especially, like you said, matched with Terry McLaren uh, and a Cam Sims and a Logan Thomas and the running backs that they have. But how much of a pain in the butt is he going to be potentially not only in the locker room, in the building, in the organization? And again, do you have to give him more than a one-year veteran minimum deal to get him out of Tampa Bay? And, and the answer to that, in my opinion, is yes. And that means the answer to that is no for me. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And honestly, as humble as Antonio Brown is being currently, you know what I mean? And again, people can change. You know, I know a lot of races, people can't change, but I do believe people can change. Um even if he is, is, is a little bit humbled in his current situation with as old as he is, you know, he's, he's close to 33 years old. Uh, his time in the NFL is running out. He's not, honestly, I don't think he's going to be looking for a building situation. He's going to be looking for another situation where he can come in, be on a contender, contribute to a team that's already on the way to the postseason. He's just going to try to be the catalyst to get them over the hill. So, yeah, if he doesn't come back to Tampa, which, I mean, that Chris Godwin franchise tag money, if they don't come to an agreement at some point in the, in the near future, which I don't believe they're going to, that could certainly play a factor. I mean, Tampa Bay right now is uh, about five to seven million dollars, depending on which resource you believe more in the hole for the 2021 cap. They've got some some work to do just to get cap uh, uh, legal, and then they still want to resign Shaquille Barrett, still want to resign and Dominican Sue. So, I mean, there may not even be enough money in the pot for a guy like AB unless he's willing to come back on league minimum. Which, I mean, hey, you know, you can make a lot less money and win two Super Bowls. You know what I mean? So he may very well do it, but I don't know that he would be even interested in a situation where it's a team that's building like Washington and he's supposed to come in and be a contributor while mentoring younger players. I don't know that that's a B so yeah, he's on the list. So we'll talk about him, but I don't think the fit is, is right. No doubt about it. Good breakdown there of Antonio Brown and whether or not he would be a good fit here in Washington. That's going to do it for us today and for the week. Don't forget, we'll have more from longtime NFL special teams coordinator Ben Kotwika coming up next week. A couple more parts, actually, of a great conversation uh, with the former Washington football team special teams coordinator who helped develop, again, Tress Way and Dustin Hopkins and um, Nick Sundberg and all of those guys uh, that you see for the Washington football team. Thanks to our sponsors uh, today, betonline.ag or rockauto.com and Built Bar. Don't forget to go to builtbar.com to vote in the Bracket Madness contest that they're doing uh, built around, well, Built Bars. Uh, for David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks so much for listening all week, all the time. Please, as always, make sure you subscribe and rate and review and spread the word. We will see you next week. It's going to be a crazy next couple of weeks right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.